100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports for a Saturday, October 30th, 2021. Happy Halloween weekend to you and yours. Ghosts and goblins and... Well, there's Justin Kenny and he's... What is that? A, a SWAT? You, <laughs> SWAT uniform? Oh, no, or, you said you were going to wear your fairy princess outfit like I did. Well, you know, miscommunication, but you look darn good in it, I will say. It's a little snug in the midsection, but oh well. Oh, I think you, you rock it pretty well. Well, it's I wore it be... last year, and I can still wear it this year. That's the good <laughs> part. Yeah, I'm just going to have glitter when I get home on me because of it, and I'm going to have to do some explaining when I... And the wife sees a bunch of glitter on me, so thanks for that. I don't you know did. if they're going to believe that you're wearing your fairy princess outfit. You did ask for the hug. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> welcome into Talking Sports, uh, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Uh, we are giddy this morning about everything that's going on in local sports. My goodness, we've got high school football sectional championships that are uh, Ready to go for next Friday night after the semifinals uh, proved to be very exciting. Um, and we've got a high school soccer team. Uh, the Homestead Lady Spartans are vying for a state soccer championship today at IUPUI. And uh, they're 21 and 0. They go up against Carmel, or is it Carmel? Uh, it's probably Caramel down there, yes. but, uh, yeah, yeah, good luck. Homestead ranked number one in the country. How about that? Girl soccer. Yes. Rick links Homestead lady Spartans. And, uh, they are, uh, they, they won last week on penalty kicks, uh, beat South Bend St. Joe in the semi-state to, uh, advance to the state and, uh, and did it without their top player yeah, last without week. Amelia White. Yeah. And Amelia White is back now and uh, or, or maybe i don't know she is back too she was out trying for uh for the, i think it's the u18 or u19 team usa team so yes she had a decent excuse for not being at the semi-state game that is that is true so anyway um best of luck to the homestead lady spartans uh soccer team carmel's got their in 3a has their girls and the boys soccer teams uh going for state championships today and uh, so it, it should be, once again, the culmination of a lot of the fall sports at this point in time. And, of course, uh, the Fort Wayne Comets will be on the road tonight in Kalamazoo. We'll talk to Michael Franke a little bit later on in the show in our weekly Comet chat. Uh, the Ks uh, were victorious last Saturday. They've only played just the one game against the Wheeling Nailers. Um, they head to Kalamazoo, and then they come home and, and uh, will host the Cincinnati Cyclones next week. So should be exciting uh, but when Mad Ants get underway next Saturday as well against the Windy City Bulls Saturday at 7 and then Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, and Saturday's game will be the first game for the Mad Ants at home in 608 days. 608 days. It's been a minute. Oh, it has been. So it's going to be a lot of fun out at the Coliseum there. Uh was down at Media Day yesterday, and uh, the 
uh, some very good players, some players with uh, quite a bit of uh, professional experience as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the uh, uh, the combinations that Tom Hankins has in place for the Mad Ants. Should be a lot of fun. So 46862, Automotive Color and Supply Text Line 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. Don't forget, of course, Notre Dame, North Carolina, go at it uh, tonight. And, uh, well, before that, listen to Fighting Irish Preview with the Judge Phil Hauk and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football, Tim Priester. They follow Talking Sports at 10 a.m. And so give them 30 minutes and they'll give you everything you need to know about Notre Dame Fighting Irish football. And before we get started in the high school football scores and recaps, in Fort Wayne sports history, on this date, October 30th, in 1988, I'm trying to, you were just a wee lad. I was. I was six years old. jeez. Oh, <laughs> well, really? Man. Well, anyway, in 1988, Brandon Robinson of Heritage becomes the first Indiana high school running back to reach 7,000 yards in a career. Think about it. Yeah. 7,000 yards and, 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 I mean, he, he played as a freshman, but, my gosh, that's that's incredible. Uh, All-purpose yards, 10,452. Not too bad, huh? Oh, my goodness. And uh, and that is our entry on October 30th uh, locally, Fort Wayne Sports History. Also, uh, well, in 1984, an exhibition soccer match between the Chicago Sting and Minnesota Strikers draws only 1,368 fans to the Memorial Coliseum. I think since 1984, soccer has become just a tad more popular in this community than it was in 1984. But with all that said, let's get to the high school football scores from yesterday, from Friday, in Class 6A, Sectional 3. Homestead and Carroll went at it at Carroll High School the Chargers prevail in advance with a 21 to nothing victory over the Homestead Spartans. That's now nine straight wins for the Chargers. That's their fourth shutout. Now, this was a much maligned defense, well, as, as recently as a year ago. Yeah. Giving up major points. And, uh, and look what they did. It's incredible uh, the, the work that they've put in and, and done. And, uh, you know, here we go. Is this about as complete a team as we've we've seen come through 6A? I mean, because 6A has been yeah, 317. Uh just yeah. the the Indy area teams, the Center Groves, the Ben Davis, the the Warren Centrals, you know, on and on. Is is this the year that Carroll can crack this? Uh because defense wins championships. It does, but the 317 and 574 win championships a lot too. And you look at what the potential matchup could be in regional, and it's Westfield or Hamilton Southeastern. Uh, Westfield's lone loss is to Cathedral. They're the best team in 5A. They may be the second best team in all the entire state behind Center Grove. So let's enjoy it right now for the Carroll Chargers, and let's win a uh, sectional title next week. They'll host Warsaw uh, for the sectional three championship because after that, um, as typical is in 6A, it's just an absolutely brutal road to get to Lucas Oil Stadium. And, of course, the Warsaw Tigers had a bye coming into uh, uh, the game next Friday. Our 7-2, and two, Carroll, is 9-1. and one. In Class 5A, Sectional 11, 
two games last night that, uh, well, both were nail biters. We had Northrop and Snyder going at it. Panthers advanced with a 21-17 victory over the Bruins at Spooler Stadium. And uh, Tyrese Brown and company got it done, but it wasn't an easy uh, task. No, it wasn't. And I, I feel like when it was 17-14 to 14 Northrop late in the fourth quarter, I felt all of Fort Wayne, if you were not a Snyder fan, you were rooting for the Northrop Bruins in that game just because of the length of time, the length of misery that Northrop has had against their quote-unquote rival. Hadn't beat them since 1999. That streak continues after last night. You know, kudos to Snyder making the plays late uh, to win that game. But, man, it was uh, – Northrop was on the cusp. And I felt like, man, if they could get that win, it would be one of the real feel-good stories of the season just due to, you know, the, the, the struggles that the Bruins have had over the better part of two decades against the Snyder Panthers. And, of course, Snyder now 8-1 and one on the season – will face Bishop Dwenger in round two. They played uh, an SAC game back uh, in early October uh, that was won by the Panthers 33-22. But Dwenger advances with a 10-7 victory over the Northside Legends. Uh, Dwenger had a 10-0 halftime lead and made it stand up. But uh, at this point, and, and I asked this last night on the pregame show, how crucial are good kickers yeah. in the postseason and and for the ability to get points when you're not exactly in the red zone or on the fringe of the red zone and can't punch it in but how crucial is that to have a kicker oh absolutely i mean when you get to this point of the season it, it's huge and you look at what sebastian lopez was able to do for for carroll early on hitting two field goals uh, before carroll was able to punch it into the end zone and you look at the difference um that the kicker made in Bishop DeWanger's win, you know, those were the deciding points with that field goal. So it used to be, you know, I remember even 15 years ago when, you know, if you had a kicker that could make anything from 35 in, uh, you were, you know, sitting pretty. It was a luxury. Now I feel like every team has a, a kicker that can do that. And, you know, some some more, more than used to have kickers that can back it up to 40, 45, sometimes even 50 yards. That brings us to Class 4A Sectional 19, where the Leo Lions met the DeKalb Barons, and uh, it was uh, Leo uh, prevailing by a score of 44 to 14. Mason Sharon had three first quarter touchdowns and a two point conversion. Uh, sophomore Brett Fuller rushed, led the team in rushing with 74 yards, but uh, and he also had two two point conversions. Now at, we talk about kickers. Now we talk about Leo. Right. Leo always goes for two, don't they? They do. Yes. So how does that affect Leo going forward? Uh, so far, so good. But they have Northridge on the road next week. I feel like Leo's the decided favorite in that. They'll then have the winner of Wayne and Mississippi after that. And then you look up at the, uh, you know, the northwest portion of 4A, and you're looking at a New Prairie or a Hobart or a Lowell. I feel Leo matches up pretty darn well with any of those teams. I don't see a huge barrier right now between the Leo Lions and Lucas Oil Stadium. Not mm -hmm. saying it's automatic, not saying it's happening. I'm just looking at the how this bracket uh, the, in 4A North is laying out, and I don't see that team that Leo is going to be a decided underdog against. And I know they're not looking ahead, at least the coaching staff, but I, can, I have the luxury of looking ahead because uh, I don't have to coach these kids, but... 
you know, looking at Northridge week after week after, I'm not seeing it in terms of a team that can slow down what Leo does. Um, but, you know, you get to state, you're probably facing Ron Colley. Yes. Leo 11 and 0 thus far. Uh, Wolf A's Northridge 7 and 4. Now they, they became 7 and 4 by virtue of a 35 21 victory over Columbia City last night. And uh, so on to sectional 20. Uh, how about those Wayne Generals? Hey, hey. 40 to 27 on the road over Delta. Uh, the Wayne backfield of uh, the Collins and Nelson show. Five touchdowns, Sean Collins, three touchdowns, Lamaria Nelson, two touchdowns. And uh, you, it's hard to stop that Wayne running game at this point in time. Two-headed rushing attack. And, uh, you know, talking to Coach Sherwood Haydock earlier in the week, I said, hey, Coach's show this week? He said, one more week. And I don't <laughs> want these guys looking ahead. Uh, just give us one more week. So I can guarantee you I'm going to make Sherwood Haydock get on to talk about a sectional championship showdown with Miss Sinawa. And the big question in that one, just like it was for New Haven last night, is can Wayne slow down the Mississippi running game? We talk so much about how good Wayne's running attack is, but Mississippi averaging over 300 yards on the ground per game. New Haven could not do it last night. Can Wayne do it next week? We'll have to but, see. That's right. The Bulldogs were beaten uh, by Mississippi by a score of 42 to 27. Mississippi now eight and two on the season Wayne uh, runs their record now to four and seven on the season moving over to sectional 27 in class 3a the Norwell Knights just keep rolling along they shut out Concordia last night with that great defense 27 to nothing like well, I talk about the great defense but then uh, how about the great Luke Graft uh, he had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Uh, uh, the first one, 55 yards from scrimmage. The other one, 14. And then, oh, by the way, for good measure, he had a pick six as well. So yeah, how he, about that? Mr. Do-Everything, offense and defense. Norwell pitches a shutout against Concordia, an SAC team. Now, Norwell 10-1 and will face a Peru team that uh, no slouch either. They're 8-2, and two, and they uh, they had a heck of a game against Oak Hill, beating them 30 the 28th in a couple overtimes down at uh at Swayze Indiana and uh where Oak Hill is so um I like the matchup for Norwell going in next week Peru's averaging over 30 points of football game uh very solid offense they just they're Norwell's on another level in terms of both offensively and defensively I feel if Norwell goes in and executes they got this one kind of a slow start for them last night it was only what 6070 um, you know, for most of the first half, but then uh, Norwell was able to pick it up and, and start scoring some points. Norwell, I don't know if they could shut out the Tigers next week on the road, but I like Norwell convincingly to win a sectional title. Yeah, well, Peru has to go up against a Luke Graft on defense and a Brody yeah. Bolin as well. Yeah, so have fun with uh, that. Yeah, it, it'll be uh, very, very interesting. On to Class 2A, sectional 35 Last night, it was uh, Eastside over Central Noble once again, part two of uh, their matchup with these Northeast Corner Conference rivals. 38-6, to six, the final score. Um, Laban Davis, uh, pretty <laughs> oh, much. Um. Yeah, yeah, does it again. Uh, was it uh, Max Max Holman? Yeah, Dax Holman. Yeah. Dax Holman, I'm sorry, yep. yeah. Uh, he had a touchdown as well, and uh, so Eastside runs their record to a perfect 11 and 0. Now in the bottom part of the bracket, 
Carson Clark and the Bishop Bluers Knights. Uh, Clark hooks up with Brody Glenn early and uh, lures 44 to 6 over Prairie Heights on the road. Uh, so setting up that collision course. Here it is. That matchup. East side, the 11 and 0 will head to Lures Field on Friday night for a seven o'clock date with the Bishop Lures Knights. This is something we've been anticipating from for several weeks. Even, yeah. I mean, even before the draw, we knew they were going to face each other. Yeah. Uh, just based on the sectional, and here we go. Yeah, we could have skipped all those uh, early <laughs> sectional games to be honest, but here we go. Um, East side and Lures at Lures uh, once again, the where it was uh, last year, of course, when uh, Bishop Lures was able to win 56 to 49 in a, in a great game. Two years ago, East side gets the win over Bishop Lures 13 to six. So here it is round three between these two teams. All indications, folks, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, this game will be at Lures field. Dwayne yes. are playing at home. Um, I, you know, Lures, I think. When they moved that Fairfield game to Dwenger, they were just trying to give that field a couple weeks to, you know, recover. And while it's not in perfect shape by any means, it's serviceable to play a football game on. So that game will be at Lewis Field next Friday. Yeah, because being at, at Dwenger and then uh, uh, at Prairie Heights, you give that just a little little bit of time to breathe. Yeah. And thank goodness there wasn't a game on there last night after the <laughs> yeah. rain we had before. So moving on to Class 1A, Sectional 43. Hey, Monroe Central comes into their matchup with South Adams unbeaten, having beaten the Starfires uh, earlier in the season. Yeah. South Shut Adams prevails 6-3 to three to advance. They're now 9-2, and two, but uh, congratulations to the Starfires. How about the Starfires and, uh, you know, Trey Shock last night? You know, South Adams came in and was throwing it all over the field in the mud. I mean... You thought Lures Field was bad a couple weeks ago. Take some, take a look at some of those shots from last night. Oh, the South highlights Adams. there. You could not discern no. a number from any of the jerseys it was, whatsoever. It was a mud pit at, uh, in Burn yesterday. And, um, you know, to beat Monroe Central, you had to play really, really good defense. And that's what South Adams was able to do. The weather des- definitely helped to slow down the Golden Bears. But that's a team that doesn't give up a lot of points. Uh, they'd only given up more than seven points twice over the course of the season, and they didn't do it last night. Yep, they lost. So South Adams gets the win. They advance. They'll play at Union City. And uh, the Grant Mosier mad, magic alive and well, and he took a, a nice slide, post-game slide through the muck <laughs> yesterday, last night, that I thought was one of the better better moments of the night for sure. Indeed. Well, you talked about Union City. They're now 6-4 and four after their 59-26 victory over Taylor. Now, Taylor advanced uh, the week before, if you recall, by beating Southern Wells. So, Taylor kind of uh, outclassed by Union City last night uh, by 33 points, and that sets up that South Adams-Union City matchup at Union City. In sectional 44 last night, Triton uh, had a first-round bye. They took on the Northfield Norse and beat them 22-13. to Triton now 4-6. and We'll get to face... The Adams Central Flying Jets 10-1 and one on the season after just destroying Southwood 56 to nothing. Did, did you see this margin of victory, Justin, coming? 
Well, no, I didn't see that much. I felt like it was Adam Central comfortably, but I wouldn't have said Adam Central 56. So if you had, if you had, uh, you know, Southwood plus 55 and a half last night, you lost. <laughs> and so I feel as if this Adam Central team's on on a mission. I mean, they go to Busco to open the sectional, and and they struggle a little bit, but earn a win. And now you're looking at how Class 1A in the North lays out, and I don't see a single team that can match up with Adam Central. As long as nothing crazy happens and, and the Flying Jets aren't looking ahead or get get caught, uh, they're going to face Indianapolis Lutheran uh, in the state championship game, I feel. So uh, pencil it in right now. If it doesn't happen, blame me. But Adam Central's looking really, really, really strong for a state run. Do you know anybody that wouldn't have taken Southwood plus 55? I don't know anybody. I mean, I'm not saying I lost money on it, but I would have. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the scores from around Northeast Indiana in high school football. And before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Oh, my goodness. We, we live in a little bit of a rural area, a little uh, housing addition in, in a, a rural area. And our water is hard, very hard. Like, like 30 grains hard, which is very hard. Well, we have a, a Culligan uh, water softener. It's uh, energy efficient. It is uh, top of the line. It makes our water soft, and thankfully so, because we have a water heater. We have a dishwasher. We have a washing machine with water lines, obviously, going to those waterborne appliances. And if, if you get calcium buildup in there from hard water, uh, well, it affects the life of your appliance. So you need a water softener if you're out in any kind of rural area. And then if you're in the city, hey, call Culligan and ask them about their reverse osmosis drinking water system. You will love it. Uh, it's Diane uses that to cook. Uh, our drinking water comes from the reverse osmosis drinking water system. You'll love it. Give Culligan a call today with any questions. They have them come out and just test your water for free. 484-8668. Give Culligan a call today. We'll be right back. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Uh, there are no open tables. Let's try going somewhere else. Is this a familiar feeling on a weekend afternoon trying to find a place to watch games? Come to Bobby McGee's right next to Pierre's in the Marketplace of Canterbury. We've got 20 TVs, and you can even call ahead and reserve a table. You can watch anybody from the Big Ten and Notre Dame to the SEC and Pac-12 on Saturdays. And with the NFL ticket on Sundays, you can watch the Colts, the Bears, as well as every other NFL game each week. Again, 20 live TVs with pool tables and dartboards. We also have a family room that's open until 9 with games for kids. On Saturdays for college football, we've got five 
$5 bombs. And on Sundays for the NFL, we've got $10 domestic buckets, $3 well drinks, and half-priced appetizers, along with the famous $30 margarita tubes. As a special offer to 1380 The Fan listeners, we're offering a free appetizer if you text FOOTBALL to 46862. Make Bobby McGee's your new football home on the weekends. And remember to text FOOTBALL to 46862 for a free app. Score a touchdown this weekend and come to Bobby McGee's. With the colder temperatures, Masters Heating and Cooling is heating things up with this hot fall special. Save $500 now on a complete carrier system installed. Turn to the experts and save $500 for a limited time on a complete heating and air conditioning system for Masters Heating and Cooling. Plus 0% financing for 72 months for qualified buyers. Masters Heating and Cooling. Online at mastersheatcool.com. Driver the number two discount tire Ford Mustang. Did you know one of the most important keys to success on the track and for safe driving on the road is having the right pressure in your tires? Properly inflated tires are essential to help you get the best gas mileage and keep you driving safely. Check your tire pressure at least once a month or stop by your local tire retailer for an air check. A message from the U.S. Tire Manufacturers Association. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then, spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit TickSuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to TickSuck.org for more information. TickSuck.org now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply for Saturday, October 30th. Oh, can't wait until the trick-or-treaters come a-calling. What's the go-to candy that you're going to be giving out slash eating? <laughs> I don't know because Diane had to hide it. So. <laughs> Excellent. And, and she did a pretty good job because I've been all over that house and haven't found it yet. It's probably yeah, in her car, it. but I hope hope it's not, you know, heavily chocolated because uh, I'd be, yeah, anyway. Um, I would check the vegetable crisper in the fridge. I did. Oh, it's not even in there. Just a, just a couple a little... of beers. <laughs> but there that's, was a... that's what that drawer should be used for, by the way. <laughs> and it is. And it is. You know, you know I mean, real quick, uh, went out to uh, Granite Ridge Builders, had a trunk or treat on Thursday oh. night, just about the time that it, from 5 to 8 when it started to rain. Ah, I got you. And uh, there could have been a thousand kids came out. It nice. was a blast. They had food trucks. The Mad Ant was out there taking pictures with kids. They had a blood drive, which is uh, perfect for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, just a great time. And I gave out so much candy and saw so many cool costumes. It was uh, just incredible. But anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to Halloween. Sometimes we even have... Uh, 
uh, adult uh, little little things for the for the parents. Very nice coming, coming through there as well. Got he's going to sit in the garage. Yeah, yeah. So, but I want to go to the McCaffrey house because I guess they're giving out like the dollar, the great big, uh, the king size candy bars. Yeah, they're, they're those people, huh? Yes, yes. Now, if I could only find out where he lives. Anyway, on the on the talking sports phone line presented by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union is the person with the best Halloween candy in Fort Wayne, Indiana, <laughs> University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning. <laughs> good morning, my friend. How are you? I uh, I guess I got some shopping to do here today. You've set the bar pretty high. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll be over, you know, during, but within the hours of trick-or-treat, of course. You know, I don't want to be uh, outside the law or anything well, like just that. just make sure you're early because we did load up on the Cheez-Its for the backup if we run out of everything else. So you want to make sure you don't get here for the backup Cheez-Its, but if we don't end up giving them away, I can put them in my kid's lunch. I hate Cheez-Its, okay? Yeah. And cheese nips. And I hate really? that. That's the most boring snack food in the world. Uh, That's all I'm so going to say. Out of town. We better we better move on because I, I I feel threatened. I feel boxed <laughs> in here. <laughs> well, so uh, okay. Before we get started with with our Cougar chat, you have a vested interest in high school football at this point in time, and you you've got just a little bit of uh, opportunity to brag just a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a fun win for the Bishop Dwanger Saints last night. As you know, my uh, my stepson, Joel, is a, is a senior uh, for Dwanger. He, he starts at nose guard for them, and uh, he's been playing his butt off all year. You know, he's about 5'7", five, 5'8", five, uh, 230 or so, and he's been battling in the SAC all year long and, and going against some guys that are uh, much bigger than him. And uh, just, just super proud of, of what he's been able to do and what he's done with his teammates this year. And obviously they got out of there with a with a win last night, even though it was a little closer than I think a lot of people wanted it to be. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to see him work and, and put the effort in since, you know, he was playing pal football and then CYO football and then now be a senior Bishop Dwanger and uh, and got recognized as an honorable mention for all SAC. So it was pretty well early on. He was, he was getting in the backfield quite a bit. And, then they've got a rotation uh, with a couple other guys, so he came back in in the second half. But uh, just does his job, and, and super proud of what the kid's been able to do. Yes, I mean it's you know when you go through that and the culmination of everything as well uh, at the high school level, it's it's just incredible. So uh, yeah, congratulations, and uh, and yeah, saw your uh, saw your Twitter entries and uh, and and thought yeah, that's that's a special special time, but. Let's talk about the Cougars now, uh, starting with football. Of course, uh, gosh, took it on the chin, scored just a little bit too early uh, against uh, Indiana Wesleyan last week. And, uh, you know, although n- not getting the win, it was probably one of the more exciting college football games I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, I've, you know, in talking to Coach D afterwards, I mean, he said he could probably pick four or five uh, losses throughout his entire career where he's been so proud of his kids for what they did and Saturday was one of them uh, you know you go into a game where half of your starters aren't playing because of season ending injuries and most of them on the offensive line are playing in their first game and you go against a team like Indiana Wesleyan who's just rolled everybody up until this point mm-hmm. and to come out and play the way that they did and, and it was just it was an awesome day um, obviously you don't want to give Ben Von Gunten anywhere inside of 60 yards an opportunity to win the game because he's going to drill it uh, he's just—he's one of the best kickers I've ever seen. Obviously, the Leo 
uh, graduate who's I'm, I'm going to guess may have an opportunity to kick on Sunday somewhere down the road. But he's uh, between his punts and his field goals, he was he was pretty good. Um, but so proud of the way our kids responded uh, to the the prior week down at Marion, and I think that that got him fired up a little bit and uh, to come out and compete the way we did certainly helps us for these last three games. Maybe uh, give us a little bit of momentum that that we hadn't had. Um, but you know. Again, tough to get it coming out of a loss because you obviously want to win, but that was a that was a valiant effort for our for our football team, and uh, super proud of them. Now, uh, toward the end of the game, uh, there was a little bit of a mishap on the sideline with Coach Eddie Nolan. Uh, yep. Can you talk just a little bit about that and, and how's Coach doing? Yeah, Coach is doing well. He uh, he got released um, Monday afternoon. Uh, went to. Uh, went to Parkview Saturday evening, spent the night uh, for some observation. Uh, but he's out now. Uh, something uh, maybe forgot some of his medication. Uh, obviously, the the excitement in the game, um, you know, it happened right as we scored the the go-ahead touchdown. So I'm sure there was some adrenaline and things going through him that uh, just took him out for a few minutes. And it was uh, it was scary there for a second. But he never lost consciousness. He was always with us. I uh, mean, that that was the good news. And then his wife had come and got him some medication we got him propped up uh, but they took him for observation and eddie's just such a such a great man uh, not just at usf but what he's done in the community what he does at south side uh, you could tell our players uh, felt it uh, when he was down there and they wanted to go out and finish it for him and again you give a guy a kick from from wherever he's going to make it and ended up on the short end but obviously we're all we were all thinking of eddie that night and uh, just love what he does and, and just love him being a part of our family Oh, yeah, when you talk about Coach Eddie Nolan, yeah, and like you said, Southside, University of St. Francis, just think, I mean, for as long as he's been in the community and coached, just yeah. think of all the lives he's touched and, and, and mentored. And, and you talk about a person with character and ethics. Uh, he exudes that. And to be able to be around young people that can follow that lead, it it's uh, – well, he's he's just one of the best. That's that's yep. for sure. No question. Yep, we love him. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat. And uh, of course, the Cougars uh, football team is heading to Taylor, to Upland, Indiana, today to take on a Taylor team that's one and three in conference play and two and five overall. That'll be a one o'clock kickoff. And uh, and once again, Mike, uh, how can people uh, tune into this game? I believe Taylor has their live stream, and then uh, Joe Parson will be down there uh, broadcasting on Redeemer Radio for us as well. So either way, uh, you can watch it at 1 o'clock, um, or you can jump on the radio if you're not around a, a smartphone or a computer or anything. You can certainly listen to it here uh, locally on uh, on Redeemer. All right. And then now segueing into the sport of basketball. The Cougar men's team opened up their season uh, this past week and now are actually 2-0 and on the season with a game today uh, in a Halloween classic. But uh, as advertised, in, in their, uh, they're basically not taking any prisoners right now thus far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you, Michigan-Dearborn came in Wednesday night and uh, it, was, it was good to see our guys play to the level that we need to to come out and defend uh, a number two ranking in the country, which we were given earlier this week when the first rankings came out. Um, you know, it was uh, it, it was great to see Danny McKeeman uh, get hot early. Cush uh, did his thing. I think he ended up with 30 um, the other night. And as I texted Chad the next morning, I said, you know your team is pretty special when your All-American drops 30 and then he's in the gym at 7 a.m. the next day getting shots up. 
Um, so I think that's what separates uh, Antoine Cushingberry from a lot of others is uh, he, he is relentless, um, and he is going to try to carry this team all the way uh, this year. And he's got some good pieces around him. David Edge played fantastic. Again, Danny McKeeman, uh, he's just he's so good shooting the ball from three that when he gets hot, it's it's tough to keep him down. And then a lot of the younger guys, Zane Burke and Tyson Elwer, came in and uh, gave us great minutes. And uh, so it's it's exciting. Went up and got another win last night over Graceland up at Goshen, and then we'll take on another opponent today and and have three games in uh, while our women start today over here in a, about an hour and a half or so, starting over at uh, Indiana Tech. Yes, over at the Schaefer Center. Uh, in, in just looking at the uh, the 89-69 victory over Graceland, it was a hotly contested first half. Uh, 37-34, the Cougars went into the halftime locker room, but then uh, put 52 points on the board in the second half. But you talk about balanced scoring for the Cougs. I mean, uh, uh, five guys in double figures. And, you know, you talk about Antoine Cushenberry. He had 13 points. Uh, McKeeman had 14-15 for Jalen Mall. Uh, David Asia, you know, leads the way with 21, and then off the Zane Burke off the bench with 11. So I mean, yeah. it, it's just balance. It, it, it's hard to key on any uh, one or two people or design a defense to collapse upon them. So uh, it it should be uh, quite the ride this winter at the Hustle Athletic Center for certain. So uh, yeah. when are when are the Cougar uh, basketball teams back at the Hustle Center? I, I think is are the men there today. Uh, no, the men are up at Goshen okay, uh, finishing right. up that tournament. And then we get uh, Indiana Tech this week, um, I think Wednesday night, the third, first, second, third. Yeah, Wednesday night we'll host Indiana Tech, who's a, a really good team, and they return just about everybody just like we did. Um, so, you know, I mean, we're, we're getting some some competition in early, but it's going it, to be, that'll be a good one for us to figure out just how good we are and just how much we're gelling early. Obviously, it's early on. You're not going to put everything into a game on a Wednesday in November, but, uh, but that's certainly a good litmus test. They're a... Uh, They've been good. They're well coached, and they've got, like I said, just about everybody back. Um, so that'll be a, a tough one. And obviously, the women going over there today, and Indiana Tech's ranked, I think, 14th in the country. So, uh, good test here in Fort Wayne. Obviously, uh, with us in Indiana Tech, we've had some battles, and both been on the national stage. So it's uh, it's fun to get those in early before you start conference play, um, and get those games in for the for the local fans who want to see a lot of local kids play. Yeah, you don't have to leave town to see some great basketball competition. That's for yeah. certain. Well, Mike, thank you for joining us. As always, uh, I will be dressed as well. I'm not going to tell you. Um, <laughs> you're just going to have to. I'm just going to surprise you. But I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll be over for those great big king size candy bars tomorrow. Uh, should be. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to leave a lot of room in my bag. Let's put it that way. So. Sounds good. We'll have the table right out. We put it right out at the end of the driveway and get a little fire pit going and, and chill out there in the, in the driveway and help out all the kids and make sure that they can get their candy and those who aren't comfortable coming all the way up to the door or maybe can't. We try to make it easy for them as well. So uh, however you come by, uh, we'll be ready for you. I will text you a list of my priority favorite candy bars, and we'll just go from there. You got all the mounds to yourself, my No, 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 no. probably has almond joy at the No, no. No coconut whatsoever. That's right there with cheese nips, okay? I can't believe I got so fat because there's so many things I don't like. But Well, Mike, we'll talk to you next Saturday after we see you on Halloween. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You too. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, and our weekly Cougar Chat. Dustin, do you want to go with me? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, in. I mean, king-size candy bar. Oh, you can't pass it. It's like up. the ones you get a Dollar General right there at the, uh, yeah. at the, at the counter. Absolutely. Woo.
Woo-hoo. Spare yeah. no expense at the McCaffrey household. Heck no. Didn't? Absolutely. Ooh. I'm just kind of giddy. I'm going to lunch with two of my grandsons today. Yeah. Okay, it's, it, their birthday is, is like come and gone, and uh, we've all been busy. I, you know, Maddox turned 12 and Miles turned nine. And uh, I used to take them out to eat and then to go get a present for them. And gotcha. I, we've already gotten the presents. We still got to go out to eat. And then uh, we were going to go to one. They, they love barbecue. Oh. And so I said, yes, you know, we're going to go to the 330 barbecue in New Haven, but they don't open till later in the afternoon. So we're going. He said, hey, how about Ziffles? No, there you go. I don't have to ever be asked twice to go to Ziffles. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to do some uh, some lunch dining at Ziffles and uh, probably uh, have barbecue sauce head to toe, but <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. Ziffles. It's a good thing. We're going to go ahead and step out, take a break. When we return, we're going to be talking Comet Hockey with Fort Wayne Comets President Michael Franke. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Hi, this is Trent Diller, Senior Vice President and Agency Partner at Insurance Management Group, or IMG. My dad, Terry Diller, and myself brought our staff and over 200 years of combined insurance experience to Insurance Management Group in 2018. IMG has been providing personal and business clients competitive pricing and superior service for over 100 years, and with access to more than 20 personal lines carriers and 100 commercial lines carriers, we have options for all your insurance needs. In a time when agencies are being acquired by larger entities, we have made a commitment to our clients and communities to remain locally owned, a tradition our ownership plans to pass down to future generations. We know purchasing insurance can be overwhelming, but our staff of over 50 employees is here to help make sure your experience is as painless as possible. So, if you're tired of the old, boring way of purchasing insurance to protect your most valuable assets, call the name you've trusted for your insurance needs for over 40 years, the Dealer Family, at 260-338-2434 or online at insurancemanagementgroup.com. We look forward to earning your business. Indiana veterans, if you or a fellow veteran needs financial assistance for food, housing, medical expenses, or other basic needs, help is available. The Military Family Relief Fund offers Indiana veterans up to $2,500 in aid. Just visit in.gov DVA or call 800-400-4520. You served our country. Now, the Indiana Department of Veterans Affairs is here to serve you through the Military Family Relief Fund. Responders Children's Foundation takes care of the children and families the brave ones leave at home. Help us help them. These are the beautiful voices of police officers, firefighters, nurses, and teenagers who remind us that we can come together and create harmony and unity. to 24365 to learn how you can help your first responder community today. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, there are a million reasons to share love. My buddy Caleb is one of them. This is his story. Hi, I'm Caleb, and this is my story. I was born with osteogenesis imperfecta, or brittle bone disease. I have broken 
broken my bones almost 200 times, and I have had 11 surgeries. But I didn't let that stop me. I love to bike ride, climb, race, and I'm learning how to stand and walk. But I can only do all of this because of generous people like you and Shriners Hospitals for Children. There are a million reasons to share love, but you only need one. Caleb is one reason. To learn how you can share love, visit loveshriners.org. Thank you. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, October 30th, fall is in the air. Well, it better be, it's October 30th. And uh, Halloween weekend is upon us. And uh, it should be, uh, I guess, a dry. Well, it can't, be, it can't be any wetter because I think all the rain in the atmosphere has fallen <laughs> in the last uh, couple of weeks. So uh, we, we should be good for a while. But uh, welcome into Talking Sports uh, we're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. And then we give way to the judge, Phil Houck and Tim Priester for fighting Irish preview as the Irish get set to face North Carolina in a bind. Presented by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union. We have Fort Wayne Comet President Michael Franke. Michael, good morning. And right off the bat, we have a little bit of a problem. Uh-oh. Next Friday. Next Friday. Your Bishop Lewers Knights take on East Side at Lewers Field at seven o'clock. Yeah, there's it, a comet game. And at seven thirty-five or so, the Comets take on the Cincinnati Cyclones, and it's Teddy Bear Toss Night. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a conflicted night for me. It really is. Uh, but uh, we'll be at the hockey game. Uh, I have all the confidence in Lures that, that they'll uh, get the job done and uh, everything will be okay. There we go. That That's it. That's all we can do. Yeah. Just a nice, calm, cool, collected. Okay. Well, hey, the Comets got off to a great start last Saturday night. We talked about it last week on the show, taking on the Wheeling Nailers. And... Uh, Four to three, a victory there that, uh, it, and then kind of a maybe a little bit of a quirk in the schedule. No activity now until tonight when the K's head to Kalamazoo to take on the Wings in a seven o'clock faceoff. Yeah, it's a little weird, uh, you know, uh, to only play two games in the first weekend, two weekends. Uh, but a lot of teams don't like to play at home this early in the season, and uh, I don't know why. I'd rather play a Friday or Saturday in October or early November than a Wednesday in February, but, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, we're in Kalamazoo tonight. Uh, Kalamazoo, uh, pretty good team. Uh, you know, it's hard to judge anybody right now, but uh, mm -hmm. when you look at them on paper, they appear to be a relatively strong team. Well, and that's something, too, you know, as you said early on, it's hard to gauge what kind of personnel these, these teams have. And, of course, I mean, when you're pursuing players throughout the offseason and everything, you, you, you get familiar with so many different players and, and 
those that don't land in in your uh, on your roster, but on others as well. But uh, yeah, Kalamazoo. Well, when when the K's go up to Kalamazoo and play the Wings and it, it, Old Wing Stadium, uh, hey, uh, just just go ahead and, and throw it out and see what unfolds in front of you. But uh, exactly, you know, and it's then, always been that way. Yeah, it's yeah. always been that way. And uh, I'm sure there'll be quite a few Comet fans up there this uh, tonight because we don't have any other games. So, uh, you know, it's always uh, – and, you know, the crazy thing, if you think about it, we haven't been up there in almost two years. <laughs> That's right, they didn't yeah. They play last year. Yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, you know, I can remember, gosh, looking back uh, to the Kalamazoo-Comet rivalries, I mean, I can remember you know, Kevin Shammerhorn and, and guys like that uh, from, from way back. And, uh, yeah, Leonard Candia. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Yeah, there are just yeah, so that many. Guy, uh, that I, guy was a few bricks shy of a full <laughs> load, but uh, he was fun to watch. How about Tyler Willis? Yeah, uh, he uh, was mean and nasty. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's quite a rivalry. Uh, it has been for such a long time. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, they used to draw a lot better up there. And uh, hopefully that that comes back around here in due time. Uh, uh, their attendance has waned over the last 10 years, and uh, I don't quite understand that. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's an older building up there, too. But it's, it's a fun place to watch a hockey game. Mm-hmm. It is. It is kind of the low ceiling. And, yeah, and you, you feel like you're right on top of the ice anyway. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed going up there. It's easy to get in and, and easy to find, easy you know, easy parking, et cetera, too. But, um, hey, so that's tonight. Uh, Shane will have the call uh, on 1190 WoWo uh, starting at 7 o'clock. So on to next Friday, the November 5th game with the Cincinnati Cyclones and Teddy Bear Toss Night. Let's talk a little bit about that promotion. And, and where do these teddy bears go once they hit the ice to my house uh-huh. oh no I'm kidding <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, there's an organization locally and uh, right now the name escapes me which is terrible I, I guess that's my old age but uh, uh, anyways they collect the bears and uh, and they get distributed uh, to those in and around the community um, young people, um, uh, adults uh, that have uh, uh, a need for such uh, what, I, what I would call comfort. And uh, so we ask people to bring, uh, you know, either gently used or new uh, stuffed animals to the game. And the whole premise behind this is, is after the Comets score the first goal, for once you get to legally throw something out on the ice. And uh, so you can throw your stuffed animal out on the ice, and uh, and uh, it, it's a great cause. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's something that we started uh, oh I don't know seven or eight years ago, uh, but it's been done in so many other places for so long. Uh, and uh, finally, we you know we picked up on it, and uh, it's uh, it's something that people really enjoy doing, and I think. I think the big thing is, is I think people like throwing it out on the ice. 
Definitely. And in, in speaking of that, in the meantime, we got a text that came in on our automotive color and supply text line at 46862. When a player scores his third goal of a hat trick, do, do does the player get the caps or do those get returned? What's the procedure? They get returned. They get, if, if you want your hat back, uh, they're collected in the Zamboni room and you can come back there and uh, ask a red coat uh, uh, for your hat. Uh, or, or, and if they don't, uh, in all honesty, uh, <laughs> they probably end up in the dumpster. Well, yeah, yeah. Used, there's not much of a market, I, I would hope. No, or use, no, I'm not going to wear your hat. You're not going to wear my hat. <laughs> Indeed. So, okay, uh, home opener in the books already. Uh, are you happy with uh, with how things unfolded? Yeah, I, we are. Uh, you know, we got Tyler Bush back this week. He had been in Henderson of the American League for the first few weeks of the season. Uh, Blake Siebenhaler, he is still... Uh, out there right now, and uh, hopefully he'll be returning soon. But we got Matt Guitar Murphy back this week. Uh, Matt was on our defense last year, and uh, he was let go out of an American League camp, and he came in. So we have two nice new additions, uh, and uh, that. Uh, and then also uh, we have. Uh, let's see, we brought in another forward, the uh, Ross kid that was here a couple of years ago. Uh, not Garrett, uh, the younger one. And uh, so, you know, there are a few new bodies. We had to let go of a couple guys, young kids this week uh, after they put in a good effort at training camp. But, yeah, we, we were happy. Um, probably the big thing pe- a lot of people are asking about right now is still the mask situation. Um, the mask situation is, uh, is going to continue until things get better in Allen County. Uh, they are slowly improving. Uh, if we can get down into that yellow slot where I think we're in orange right now, mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably lift the mask mandate. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I know a lot of people don't like it, uh, but I know a lot of people like it too. Uh, I had more people come up to me at the game last Saturday night saying, thank you for doing this. Uh, my husband, my son has a health issue. And uh, we need to have masks on when we go out. Uh, and then there were the other ones who were very upset about it. And uh, it's one of those things where, quite frankly, you're going to tick 50% of the people off probably whatever you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and that's just part of being a leader and making decisions. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> all it is. And uh, so anyways, uh, we'll see what happens with that. And then, of course, uh, Gosh, we got that weekend coming up before Thanksgiving where uh, we're trying something a little different this year. We have three games and three nights on uh, the 19th, 20th, and 21st against Kalamazoo, Wheeling, and Iowa. Um, So we'll see how that works. We're trying to avoid the mid-winter Wednesday night games as much as we can. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try these three and threes and see how it works. Awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, go Lures, go Comets, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Sounds good, Jim. I appreciate it very much. Talk to you next Saturday. All right. That was Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comets chat.
Don't forget the text lines open at 46862. 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. Text line powered by Automotive Color and Supply. And we did have a text that came in. Uh, and this one, uh, oh, we're reaching out to one of our listeners, uh, TC, an old friend of mine. I played softball with him for years over at Turner's and at, oh my gosh, uh, church league softball and everything. And uh, I always, uh, I always liked it when I got to play in the outfield next to him because he was a lot faster and a lot better <laughs> defensive outfielder. You didn't have to it, cover as much ground. Exactly. Yeah. TC, Tim Cologne. Uh, and it's his uh, 60th birthday tomorrow. Very his nice. His wife would like to uh, wish him a happy birthday. So, TC, happy birthday from Lori. Uh, we got you. There we go. Uh, so, what games excite you, Mr. Kenny, about next week's sectional championships uh three come to mind warsaw carroll uh warsaw got the better of the chargers last year talked to uh defensive coordinator joe rudolph last night and he said you know uh he's been scheming at least trying to put a game plan together for warsaw since january mm-hmm. um you know not you know he just first started looking at what they would have to do in a potential rematch after last year so uh carroll's already put a, a load of work in on that one with the rematch against the Chargers and then, or excuse me, the Tigers. And then, of course, Snyder DeWanger, maybe not as sexy of a matchup as we we envisioned when we first heard that they were going to be in the same 5A sectional, but it'll still be big time at uh, at Shields Field. And then, of course, the big one, Eastside Lures round three between the two. Third time in three years they'll met in the playoffs. That will be played at Lures Field next Friday night, 11-0 versus 10-1. See what happens. You know what? It, it just it strikes you in that Lures East Side matchup. Either Laban Davis or you know, Carson Clark is going to be playing their last high school game yeah. of their careers on this coming Friday night. And uh, these are, are names that we've been mentioning weekly yeah. on this show for the last couple of seasons. Uh, Laban Davis, it seems like for the, the last eight or nine seasons, but uh, and then Carson Clark with his uh, outstanding emergence yeah. last season, and that uh, you know he uh, just did you know such a, uh, such a great job of leading that team and in blending in and working so hard. But uh, one of these two is going to see their career end. Yeah, I mean their high school career at least. Either the SAC's all-time leading passer or who I consider the greatest player in Eastside Blazers football history. It's going to yeah. be done next Friday night. So uh, it it should be a lot of fun uh, going forward to see what happens. But there there uh, you know a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. That's for sure. All three elements of that. Well, that's going to do it for talking sports for a Saturday, October thirtieth. 2021 many many thanks to athletic director at st francis mike mccaffrey for joining us thanks to michael franke president of the fort wayne comments for joining us as well in our weekly chats thanks to justin kenny for keeping it all smooth and imparting his wisdom on high school sports as well each and every week thanks to you the listener uh, for everything uh, you do to tune in each and every Saturday morning. And uh, once again, uh, boy, TC turns 60 tomorrow. Man, he's catching up with me. Anyway, he's got a heck of a lot more hair now. But anyway, that's going to do it for talking Sports. Have a great Halloween weekend. And don't eat too much candy. You know where the McCaffreys live. That should be on your list. So that's going to do it. Until next week, have a great week, everybody.
Join us November 19th for the 17th annual Christmas on Broadway as we line up in front of the Shine and Harden building for the annual Christmas tree lighting and celebration. The fun starts at 5.30. Come see the 40-foot-tall tree get lit up. Enjoy the holiday fireworks display and much more. For more info on the event and to enter this year's coloring contest for great prizes, go to 1380thefan.com. Christmas on Broadway, presented by Shine and Harden, Fort Wayne Comets, Associated Builders and Contractors, and 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. With so many roofing companies in our community, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business. Podcasts by Federated Media.